Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a big day. It's special. It's special. Corsai Mondays. Y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Corsai. Shice right in the building. It is Monday. We lit up in this thing. We got a close to a full roster today. I think you guys should be very excited about this. It's a lot to talk about. Um, there's people here. I know the only reason they're here is because things are happening in the outside world. They're all excited about. But anyway, PG, man, what's good, baby? Bring us home, man. What's happening? Yo, what's the deal, man? It's Corsai Monday. Hey, we are so lit. Uh, we ready to go, ready to work. Um, and I'm just excited, man. It's, it's our day to show everybody our greatness. So if you're listening to us live, make sure you tell your friends because they don't want to miss out. And I'm telling you, if you're tuning in too late and we big time and we rich off this, we're not talking to you, man. But uh, no, nah, I'm joking. It's all love. But Mike Kill, the PG here, the Magic Johnson, the show to make sure this thing is showtime. Whenever you listen to Court Side Radio, here, the good news uh, station, uh, number two, the good news sports, baby. We in this thing. Um, all the way from Cashville, Tennessee, our guy is here. Um, it's Mike Kill, the PG, Bruce on the ones and twos. What's the deal, Mike? What's good? How y'all doing? All the loyal listeners, and if you're new to the show, Happy New Year's. Everybody love what's good. I'm glad to bring the New Year in with my guys. You know, get it in. Give y'all that fuego how we know. And uh, it's about to be a fun one, baby. Happy New Year. Start the year off right, baby. Let's get it. Hey, start the year off right with your favorite podcast. And I don't mean to brag, but... Man, we we the best podcast because we give you everything you need, baby. So this is going to be a great episode. But don't forget, our guy is here, the Larry Bird of the show, straight from the street of Beverly Hills. Um, Mr. Hines, what's the deal, Alex? Oh, my God. I'm loving today. I'm getting to watch playoff P. Bust up the Raptors right now with my C's up 113.89. It's a good day. Courtside, we're back. What's up, Mike? Like I said, that's the only reason he came on. Cause What's so good, champ? Blowing out yeah. the Raptors. Hey, that's, that's I'm home from work. Reason. We got to enjoy the time that I got at home. I got to be on the show to argue with you guys and love you y'all out. Oh, my God. Robert Williams with the jam. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, man, we are here. We're ready to talk this basketball Hey, uh, for you football fans, don't forget to tap in to uh, courtside from the sidelines later in the show where we're going to tackle the uh, the postseason, man. So it's, it's going to be big time. But hey, Raiders will win start, it all. Hey, let's start off with topic number one. Steph Curry, he's chef, alive. Chef, Steph chef. Curry is alive. 62 points. Um, he was in his bag, man. He, he showed everybody, like, stop all of this nonsense. I am a two-time MVP, the only unanimous MVP ever. Steph Curry was in his bag. Bruce, you in the studio tackled this first, man. What do you feel about the explosion Steph Curry gave the NBA world with 62 points yesterday? He shut everybody up immediately. Like, he just shut everybody up. Like, y'all was roasting Steph after a few games when the man ain't played in, like, two years with a hand injury. I mean, come on. Let him get up to game speed. 
Plus, everybody else, is, everybody else on the team is trash right now, so it really doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> we know who he is. Back, like you said, two-time MVP, back-to-back, three-time champ. Like, you got to understand, like, the things that he was doing in the league weren't seen before, and there was no reason other than him as to why they were being done. I mean, yes, respect Clay for being on this team and being a great defender is probably why they struggled to win games. Yeah. And he's not going to put up 60 every night. But what he did, he's very capable of. Like, he shoots the three-pointer at the highest clip we've ever seen in our life. Like, this makes yeah. no sense. Like, the way he shoots the ball and, like, what he's able to do, how he was coming, it was disrespectful what we saw. Like, the way he literally knew that people was talking bad about him, and he said, I'm going to show you. He said, I, saw, he said, I was feeling like the Jordan meme. meme. He took that personally. We was roasting yeah. him on Twitter. Everybody was going. I didn't have nothing to say though, like Steph Curry, you know. So. <laughs> but hey, out. gonna be Steph. Hey, he's an alien, man, and uh, I just be pissed off watching him shoot because I didn't put a lot of hours in, and I can't shoot like that. So he's the best Nobody shooter we've can, ever bro. seen in our <laughs> life, bro. And it's because he's of historically the best shooter the NBA has ever. He is off balance. He, is. he revolution quick he trigger the three point shot to what it is. Yeah, like so kids want to be him. He is. Come on, bro. Like, no respect. A little light skin kid. Mike, you got it. What's your take on Steph's uh, explosion all over the uh, Portland Trailblazers? Steph put himself back in the MVP talks, but it's like he put the league on notice. Like he literally did everything we knew he could do. He was like, "I am he. Everything that you thought I could do, I literally did." Once he took the braids out, his game came back. I think honestly, that's what it was. Because once he gave that up, it was like, bro, just go out there and hoop. Go, Wardell, Wardell, run that for me, please. And Stefan did everything the Warriors needed to get that dub. And it was like, he just gave a I'm back moment. How Melo came back, got the bang out, and said, I'm back. That's what Steph did last night. But he does it in an efficient, finesse way. And he a dog at that. So, hey, Steph, we appreciate you. New career high, 62 points. Hey, nobody can stop you but you. We already know Wardell. Get it popping. Hey, the oldest player since the Mamba did it at 37. So Steph being 32 is very impressive. Uh, Hines, what's your take, man, on, on the guy Steph Curry? Um, look, I, I want to start off by addressing the Dame comments because people took that and blew it way out of proportion. Dame, if you read the entire statement, what he was also Oh, come on. Stating, you know they out here clipping him. Yeah, of course they are. But what he was stating was it wasn't just a dig at Steph. It was a dig at everything. Look at what the system of basketball is now. It's harder to get those shots when you're getting double, triple teamed on offenses night in and night out. So yeah, I mean, clear the air on that point, right? Steph is going to continue Curry, to have these nights. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. Sorry. Steph, Steph is Steph Curry. And what I've said steadfast from the start of the season is that he needs to have those types of nights. He's primed to have an Iverson-esque season because he's playing with a bunch of rookies, getting his old veterans back into the system who are still not healthy and ready to run yet. And he has all the freedom to do what he needs to do. No clay means 100% of the time the ball is going to be in Steph's hands and in the scoring load is probably going to be put on him because Andrew Wiggins definitely hasn't shown us that he can cut it. James Wise is a pick and roll guy that they can run with and Steph can run that offense. Look, they need to have Steph dropping 30 to 40 points every night, night in, night out for them to even have a chance to scratch a win. 
and that's why this is expected of him. We all knew he could do it. People, for some reason, decided to get the haters out of the woodwork and troll him for some reason, but he needed to have that night, so we all remembered. Good. Now keep doing that night in, night out, so your team can potentially have a chance at being a fringe eighth seed in the West this year, which they stand to be. Hey, I feel like you're... if Steph averages 30, it'll be too taxing for him throughout the season. The duration of the season, I think you might be able to get some wear and tear and wear Steph's... Uh, you're not going to wear a shot down, but you're going to wear down his efficiency. The same yeah. thing with Harden, the James Harden effect. And that's why they will be a fringe 7th, 8th, maybe ninth, 8th playoff team. That's why I don't think they're going to be as successful this year as people expect. I just I think you- that one, one thing I want to say and get it off my chest right now before it's too late, uh, my guy Mark Gunnels, who's been on this Andrew Wiggins train for a while, oh, need to let that thing go. Bro, it's after, time to let it go. After the high school mixtape, bro, let it loose. What we that call draft, that draft. Oh man, that draft gave us the hype tape for Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins, and look at what's happened. Neither of those Jabari two was that are. Jabari was injuries, yes, but neither of them lived up to the hype. Ironically enough, it's the guy who didn't play his first two seasons in the NBA with Joel Embiid being the best player out of that draft. Yeah, but apparently true. He should, should they should have knew that because he was so special at Kansas. But um, wait, crazy, are, crazy, no, no, crazy. No. Not special at Kansas. Even when he was at Kansas, he was underwhelming and proving that all the scouts said that he didn't have that motor. He had yeah, the ability he like Tracy McGrady. Yeah, he was athletic. He was athletic just with like, hustle. That was it. Yeah, he could actually score. Yes. Yeah, I can agree. But he he still averaged like 17, 18. Um, and he he was promising. But he piled it on towards the end of the season, so I do feel you. He knew when to turn it up. Yeah, so but I just feel that, you know, they should have MB should have went first because he just had that potential. But the injuries, I understand it. But yeah, shout out to Steph Curry playing some amazing ball. Uh, I know they going tonight, so let's see if he what he got for us the second night. But very impressive with the 62 points, uh, showing us a little AI, just saying, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get this dub. And he did a hell of a job. Um, let's talk about a lot of people's um, MVP favorite and what's going on? Uh, Luca, what is going on? He isn't playing like everyone thought. I know he has no Porzingis. Check but the tape. Every, everybody is <laughs> What? Check the tape. He's averaging. What is he averaging? Nah, Only- I'm talking about my tape. Oh, okay. When we had the he's MVP averaging, talk. He's averaging 24 points, um, seven rebounds, six assists, which is, isn't bad, but he's only shooting 43% from the field and 16% from three. That's not MVP numbers. It's not what everybody expected. Uh, what do you guys think? Himes, I'll let you get it first. I see you shaking your head. Look, <laughs> the same thing with goes for all the other teams that are surprising us right now. The Atlanta Hawks. Um, uh, all the teams that are still undefeated. The Phoenix Suns, don't get me wrong, they're going to be great. But let's, let's take a step back and remember, a lot of these teams played in the bubble. The bubble was less than two months ago, guys. These guys are still fresh and raw. They're used to having a couple months off in the summer and then being able to get to warm-ups, then training camp, then summer league, and then the back to NBA ball. Look, Luka and a lot of these other players are just not in rhythm yet. They need to get their stroke back. It's just going to take some time for them to adjust. They haven't had enough time 
to get back and recuperated their bodies into the shape that they need to most likely. And some of them just need to get back to playing on court with their teammates. It's too early to make a lot of these assumptions. Look, the Raptors, if they lose tonight, will be one in five or one in six. That doesn't mean anything right now. It's slow and the race is long. We got to wait for another two months to really get a feel as to who's popped off. I got to stop you right there. The Raptors are trash. That's all I'm going to say. The Raptors. Look, they are, but they. And the optimist dick, nigga, they not good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you I, took it there. But, hey, look, I'm just going to say, it takes time for a lot of these guys to get back in rhythm. We can't expect a guy like Luka Doncic to do what he had done and then be able to do it like a month or so later. Look at LeBron James airballing a free throw. How often do we see that? Never. It's all a part a year, of coming probably. back. I've it's seen Brian Hart coming back. Yeah, it's like probably once a year he get that one. <laughs> I see. You know I, exactly what I'm saying. It's all about coming back and getting readjusted and reacclimated. But Bruce, um, you said check the tape. Uh, tell everybody what you mean by that when it comes to Luca. I called it when they said he was favored to be be MVP. I said that is good. Like I understand that Luca is a great player, and the things that he does on the floor every night will like or jaw dropping. He can put up outstanding numbers, rebounds, assists, points, thirty a night if you want. He's gonna get hurt. He's gonna get hurt. Where was Luca today? Hurt. Luca is not playing because he's hurt. Luca's constantly hurt. He's young. He's just kind of like getting into his body and stuff. He's very young still, and he's no, he's of, playing. He's playing tonight. He ended up playing. He was supposed to be out. Yeah, he ended up playing. They at one point they were up uh, half sixty one forty nine to the Rockets. I'm gonna have to check the score right now, but yeah, he ended up playing. I just They're think down that ninety I think, to sixty six. Honestly, like. He's going to catch rhythm. People are, like, probably doubling him a little more and, like, understanding how to play with him. He did – who did they lose on the team? They lost uh, – Seth. Lost Seth Curry. Um, they lost a lot of, like, fire – like, a lot of extra points, like a little firepower. But, I mean, like, they got yeah. – KP's they out, you know? a lot of wing players. KP is out right now. And we know when KP is out, it's very tough because you can actually cheat off someone now. You can cheat off a of cleaver. You can cheat off of even though these guys can kind of knock down the three, they're still not. You're going to let them shoot it for the most part. But he'll be fine as long as he stays healthy. I I worry more about his health than anything. But I I do think the issue with Luca is uh the just KP's not there. You need that other guy to like take the pressure off. You need that dual threat. You need that person in the pick and roll that you have. You can't help off of. And he doesn't have that. He doesn't have what he had last year. Very capable yep. of being the MVP because yes, he's gonna have to do this by himself. But I think you can kind of like double, triple team, and people will eventually be able to figure him out. He's still gonna average twenty plus, but he's they're gonna lose games. This is true. So, Mike, what's your take on uh, Luca so far this season? Luca, honestly, he was my MVP. I could not, I could see the production he would have to have for them to even be successful, even like in a minuscule aspect. But it's like they honestly have to have him do everything. But it's crazy to me that Trey Young is having the season, the MVP season that people are pretty much saying because Trey is averaging twenty eight and eight right now, and he has currently thirty one and fourteen assists in the in the game he's playing right now. So it's like Trey Young is actually balling out, and it's like. Luca is the one that has to step back up, but it's like Luca, you have no help. We understand that, but it's like you can't let that you can't let that affect your uh, your productivity because of the deficiencies of your team. So it's like, man, Luca, all love to you, all power to you, much respect. You got mad game at a young age, but 
you're gonna have to do it all and you already know this so you're gonna have to maintain your health and go ahead and take care of your body and give people these buckets we waiting for it Luca. but i mean we let's not act like we're not spoiled he no yeah he's still averaging almost a triple double like it's crazy the numbers he's putting up like but I, I just don't think he's gonna hold up especially having to do it by himself right now like i really think he's gonna struggle there yeah so it's just it's just tough and um you know he's gonna have to pull out his inner james harden without the partying and try to will his team to these victories with not without only without the party yeah Kevin without james the harden without it. oh i i guess not i guess he got yeah, party well, and back. not party what are you talking about you're you got, totally exactly. off. how am i gonna reach my full potential yeah, I, I guess he got to go out there and turn up, but he can't because, you know, this COVID thing. But, uh, yeah, hopefully Luca gets this thing together and figures this out because he's letting a lot of uh, voters, uh, a lot of um, gamblers down who, uh, you know, placed their bets saying that Luca was going to be MVP. So let's see if he figures this out. Um, the Celtics, uh, the Celtics are starting to pick it up. You've seen some big-time plays um, from mostly two guys. And the question right now is who is the best player for the Celtics? The last couple years, I think we can all agree that we would have said it was Jason Tatum. Uh, but now, man, that guy Jalen Brown from the University of California, um, Cal Berkeley to be exact, he's playing amazing ball. So my question to you guys, and I'm going to start with you, Mike, uh, who's the best player for the Boston Celtics? The best player... Jalen Brown is playing up to it, but Jason Tatum's going to get the love always just because he was the incumbent of the Celtics franchise. But Jalen Brown defensively and offensively has it turned on, and he is capable of becoming an all-star his damn self. Like, yeah. I see that coming up soon, but it's like he's he's starting to get the respect that he's due because everything that you ask him to do, he does. When you need him in big-time games and situations, he shows up. So, Jalen is currently, to me, would be the best player. But Jason Tatum, well, overall, like, he still has room to work with. Jason Tatum honestly has the best skill set to progress. But Jalen Brown has already had it. It's already been in him. He's just trying to show out now. Now he's only going to get better. I agree. Uh, Bruce, uh, before the show, we talked about this, and I said I might my switch because of the performance that's happening right now for the seas. But damn it, I'm going to stick with my pick. The best player on the Celtics is J- is Jalen Brown. Um, because not only is he a guy And that- this is... What? I'm just saying. Oh, he's man. Hey, 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 oh, hey, hey, hey. We got a special hey, edition hey, of Hating hey, Ass hey, Mike Hill hey, today. Man, special I'm edition. Real because he's a top tier guy. He may be as equal to uh, maybe slightly under Tatum when it comes to offense to all to the offensive side. But defensively, he is their best player. He guards the yes, best. Sir. He does a lot of Kawhi, Kobe, Michael Jordan types things, which guys that we give big time praise to. So, you know, Tatum isn't doing that like Jalen Brown uh right now. So I will argue and say that Jalen Brown is the best player on both ends. You add both ends together, Mr. Yep. Best Player for the Celtics, Jalen Brown. What you guys say, Bruce? It's Tatum. Period. I'm not about to sit here and have these crazy conversations with you crazy folks. Come on, well, Mike Kel. What's wrong with you? 
What are you on that? What are you over there? Nah, man, Jason Tatum, bro. Like he he's rebounding better. Um, the assists are gonna be up. He might not have as many points as Jalen, but, but Tatum is like all around. I will say Jalen, I like the defense sometimes. Jalen's more efficient. Sometimes he's he's efficient right now. Like he's he's he wasn't consistent with this. Like he has these these moments where he goes crazy Wait for like weeks. Jason Tatum's consistency ain't the best uh, track record, especially it's when we talk way, about bubble I think it's I say it's way better than you're um, talking about last year, Jalen Brown. This J- is a new How yeah, many games, like, what What's their record right now? So shall we let the Celtics fan who's been watching this? Uh, we we saving play. you for last. I just want to ask what the record right. right now is because we had this same reaction to Steph Curry. And he said he was done and he put up sixty two on you yesterday. So are you overreacting, Wait, Michael? Are we? Who, uh, did anyone here say Steph was done? Just to clarify, I, no, no, no way. Michael did. Michael probably did. I'm sure he. Oh, no, I didn't say they were done. I just said this is the year that we're going to see what Steve Kerr is about in coaching. Because oh, Steph can't do it. Uh, cover up. Yeah, okay. Steph can't do it all by himself. He had 62 ah. last night did it by himself. <laughs> but, Alex, okay. let me hear your take. The uh, token Celtic fan, I don't know and how. And then I have I a question have... for you after your take. Okay. Okay, so at, I've been watching the Celtics play throughout this year, and the one thing that I've noticed consistently is that now we finally have a one-two punch definitively. I just sent you guys a post showing the uh, highest scoring tag team duo in the NBA right now, and it's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum by far. And uh, their growth, both as players individually and working one, uh, together, is phenomenal beyond what I had expected as a Celtics fan, honestly. But Jalen Brown right now has shown me something that he, uh, Jason Tatum has. Jason Tatum has enjoyed using his mid-range game and settling for three-pointers, which he can hit at a high clip almost consistently, correct? But at the end of games is when I'm really looking to identify when the big factors matter. Tatum will settle for the three-point shot, just as we saw in that loss against Detroit, the 106-103 loss. Our last 10 shots were straight-up three-pointers, of which seven or six or seven of them came from Tatum. Look. The one difference between the two is that Brown doesn't settle for his jumper. He drives to the basket. He gets the hard fouls. Tatum went his first two games without having a single foul called for him and going to the free throw line. That's why Jalen Brown, as of now, has played better consistently. He's been able to drive to the basket, get the hard fouls, and have those ridiculous nights. Dropping 42 against the Grizzlies was no small feat. He had 22 at half, and I was covering that. This was one of the better performing teams, and Jalen Brown is proving that he is the most consistent in terms of being a two-way player. Let's put it like that. Jason Tatum is the closer and by far can go off for more wild nights more consistently, but Jalen Brown will definitely have a more consistent scoring average of 26 to 27 and also covering the best opposing player most likely. 27? Yeah. 26-27, 26-27, I see that being realistic. While Kemba is out, we're talking about right now. 27? While Kemba is out, yes. That's what he said. Wow. Hey, put some respect on Tatum's name, Bruce. I said uh, you, Tatum. You mean Jalen Brown? I love Jalen Brown. I, lo- I thought he could ha- do it, but he's never shown me like he can continue to do it. What he's showing you now, though, is something that he hasn't shown even Celtics fans with consistently. Even tonight, right now. Yeah, no, this is like the first season period that he's done it to where you're like, 
okay, did he actually take that step that you know he could take? Because you saw glimpses, you saw flashes. Like, he'll go on runs, like, two and three weeks, but then he just, like, goes... I don't know where he goes. But if he's going to do this, I can say, like, he's going to be really, really good, and they'll be 1A and 1B. He hey, will definitely be boy, 1B, but he is going to be but your a boy Tatum, bro. Tatum before the pandemic like, was well, averaging four. I, I want to make one more. I want to make one more comparison just to uh, flatten the edge on this one. Look, if we think about what Giannis and Chris Middleton have, right? I'm purely comparing Middleton. Jalen Brown is exactly what Chris Middleton could be on a good day. Jalen Brown is a two-way player, a great sharpshooter, and can also stretch the floor in so many different manners, right? But Jalen Brown does it so much better than Chris Middleton as a Robin for Jason Tatum. Because he, hey, Bruce, ask me who's leading the Celtics in scoring. Who's leading the Celtics in scoring, Michael? Jalen Brown with 28 points a game. Tatum's at 24. That tells you it all. Michael wins again. Can I get some claps, man? Give me some claps. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you end up trying to go that far, Michael, just understand Tatum has had 38, has 38 points tonight as of right now. And also the other night had 30, I think 36 or 37. Look, the averages are going to level out. They're going to both be around the 27, 28 point per game average, man. It's just a matter of time. I don't want to hear it, but Bruce... It is your time of the week, man. Every Monday, that Fuego is coming straight from our guy. It's the time yes. of the week. It is time for Bruce's Team, team of the Week. Yes, let's go. Sponsored by the Hundreds and Supreme. Yeah, as you always. <laughs> nah, man. Team of the week right now with a three-game win streak leading the East is the Philadelphia 76ers. My guys. You know it. You know it. Okay. They finally yeah. got shooting when you just add Seth Curry to the starting lineup. You just put him. He's like, hey, man, start. We're going to pay you. Start. And he is just, he, he's he's doing what's awesome. He's averaging 17. You have Ben. I mean, I mean like, his PER is 17. But um, he's playing 30 minutes a game. He's averaging 16 points. Um, ben Simmons is being solid with his 13, 7, and 10 boards. You have Tobias, who's Tobias, he's averaging 18, close to 20, 8 boards, 3 assists. I mean, MB still doing his 25 and 12. Like, they're playing very well together. And I just gave you the offense. Defensively is exactly what you expect of them. You have Ben Simmons, who is a terror. You have Tobias, who has always been looked at as a defender. Um, Joel Embiid, who is going to clog the middle regardless. I don't care how slow he is, how fat he is, whatever. He's still a defensive center. Like, they have Dwight coming off the bench still. They still have the young kid, Thibel. Like, Danny Green is playing okay at times. He's still Danny Green. He's still, you know, they have the squad. Like, they have these players, and they've added more pieces. They have Doc Rivers right there, who's a defensive-minded coach. And we said this, he could be coach of the year, depending on how it plays out with Philly. Like, I like what I'm seeing from Philly right now, and I actually think if they stay together and they kill out the noise and say, like, we're not trading for Harden, period, and they, like, buy into the team, even though it looks like nobody cares right now. Like That would be dope. It looks like they're they're fine just how they are. And you're in the East. 
Brooklyn's been exposed. I know it's more so they need to get in rhythm together and stuff because they probably haven't played much together. KD's mm-hmm. just coming back from a couple years out. Like, Philly's looking looking like we expect them to when they're when you expect them to be in the finals. You know, who else is going to be that team in the East right now? Who else do you see being the team in the East other than Milwaukee, of course? Who yeah. like we're we're not going to sit here and discount them. They have Drew Holiday, uh Chris Middleton and Giannis. But That's true. Boston. Of course, we just talked about them, but I think those teams are going Boston will struggle with when it's somebody defensively that can clamp down. It's like who are you who else are you looking to in Boston if Kimba's hurt and Marcus Smart's not playing like you know, twenty plus. And a hey, hey, Philly's a great pick because you you set the guys in the starting lineup, but then they have guys like Shake Milton. Shake Milton, he and, starts. Shake Milton yeah, is starting yes. right now. Danny Green is coming off the bench. They have Seth and Shake starting because you need shooting when you have Ben Simmons on the floor. Yeah, and those and then, guys give you that. And you have a champion over there like Dwight off the bench, and then you have Maxi, the kid from uh, Kentucky, who Tyrese. Trying Tyrese be, I'll be like, he out there trying to give get buckets, man. And that's who he see. is, man. Tyrese Maxey. No yes, hey, they they've been mixing that. So um hey, good pick. Philly just got a win today, 118-101 over uh LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets. And they're winning uh, the games they should. You yeah, know, like that's a game that you should. You they had like a 15 point spread on this game. Like like that's they giving them respect already. And hey, I need to send y'all this video, Bruce. I know that you're gonna be dying laughing. It's it's like this is how the media is treating Lamelo Ball, and it's oh, so, I saw it, I saw it, oh, bro. Saw it? Yeah, yeah, like oh, I saw it. Like they they clowning, bro. And it's like everything he does. I get it though, you know, like everything he does. You're like excited about. He's already coming off the bench, so. Why don't you want to get? I mean, he's the Lon, He's what they wanted Lonzo to be in L.A. He's way in Charlotte, so they're trying to hype him up. You yeah. know, like I get it. Like he's good, and he should be starting technically. But him and Bridges off the bench right now is looking like real scary. Man, do, doing their thing, man. But uh, shout out to the Philadelphia 76 team of the week, baby. They are this week's Bruce's team, team of, of the week. Good work, Bruce. Uh, that's a great pick. You know I love the pick, man. So you know it. uh, it's first time that's our radio. team every year. Like they gotta do it for us this year. They have to. They, they better, man. But this course side radio, we are here with the starting uh five. Is it five of us? No, it's four of us. I suck. Four, but, uh, four so far. The the fearsome foursome, Mike Kelly PG, uh Himes, uh Mr. Inglewood himself, Mike out of Pappy, and then Mr. Bruce courtside on the ones and twos man we thank you guys for tuning in to us uh live and we thank you for whenever you listen to us uh in podcast form wherever you do it because it's all love but uh we're gonna switch gears a little bit we talked our nba talk now we're gonna give you a little culture because we're more than just basketball man so um just to get right to it uh drake's new haircut uh i don't know if you guys seen that picture i (laughs) I didn't believe it was real. I was what waiting picture? for you to come out and say oh, that. It oh, was you haven't seen it, huh? A spoof, but um, Drake haircut. Drake's new haircut is he looks very Bieberish, and I'm talking about young Biebs. So if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you look it up. Uh, You've got to be shitting me. 
Well, hey, Bruce, have you seen it, Bruce? Seen what? Drake's yeah. new no, I actually haven't. Look at hey, the screen. Let me Google it. Oh, you have it up? Look at it. Oh, nah, bro. That's not real. Bro, it's real. Well, he got an album about to drop, so, you know, it's called, like, Lover or something. <laughs> He'll shave it off. He cuts his hair. Bro, I couldn't believe it, though. I was just like, That Drake, can't be real, on. man. No, I was like, real. Drake, I believe it. come on. Hey, but thing is, Drake is so, he's so smooth with it that his next post was inside of his private jet and it looked like somebody's house. <laughs> Damn, bro. He really Drake. shut everyone up. Hey, so shout out to Drake, man. Uh, fix the haircut, please. And, bro, um, he has to do it for his new album. He's going crazy. He done blew up. He's going to talk. He's probably going to film a video with it. Then he's going to cut it off. It's probably going to be some funny video with him and his hair. Like, embrace it, bro. Like, just, just deal with it. It's crazy. But uh, just the last thing when it comes to culture news. Uh, if you guys been following this whole situation with Lamar Odom, with him and his uh, ex-girlfriend, the argument for the password to um, Lamar Odom's account, it <laughs> introduced us to um, Black Jesus, which was Lamar Odom. And it just had everybody tripping out saying that Lamar is crazy. The TV show? His Black Jesus? Black no, Jesus? It was just him. And he had to make a video saying, man, it's a spoof. I'm just making fun, uh, you know. Just because I do something crazy, don't mean I'm crazy or I'm in a. I'm on drugs. Still. He usually does for you, Lamar. Yeah, he <laughs> usually does, man. Hey, man, start out older. We, about to take we do, but your background ain't that. You know, it's too spotty. Do we really need to revisit the harem that he visited? Like, bruh, come on, man. man. Hey, leave, leave. You were caught, passed out at a brothel, but we'll pass by that. <laughs> Pass by that. We'll just pass by that. Live and you learn, man. Live and you learn. If you haven't seen it on uh, Instagram, go and check it out. Lamar Odom is is really hilarious. It's just about him trying to get his password to his account from his ex girlfriend. So um, hopefully things go well with that situation. But man, that's pretty much it. Uh, That's culture news for this week. Make sure you guys tap in every Monday because you get Bruce's team of the week. Team of the week. The uh, culture news, and then you also get what's coming up next is that two folk pick and throw, Mike. Yes, you sir. So uh, it's Monday. It's a new year. We got to get it right. So I got a couple picks for y'all. My guys, let me. Sorry about that, y'all. We have a little bit of a technical difficulties going on here. Give me one second. We'll be right back with y'all. Jam with us.
Brothers. And we are back. Ooh. Man, I thought you off, man. I thought you was trying to take over the two four pick and roll, man. I'm like, well, I was, I was going to do a DJ set for the fans, but uh, they wasn't ready for ah. it. Cause you <laughs> But hey, let's give our like uh, two four pick and roll, baby. Oh yeah, so most definitely we back live and living color, and you know how we get it. It's gonna be the two four pick and roll, and uh, I got a few picks for my guys. I'm gonna see if they're gonna roll with me, or they're gonna pick it on the other side. But it's gonna start off with something simple. We down two with two seconds on the clock. Who you passing it to for the three? Kobe. We got. You said Kobe. <laughs> Kobe's right. actually not on the list of this one. You we got, got Dane Dollar, Clay Thompson, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, Steph Curry, or Kyrie Irving. Mm. So, Who you got? Honestly, I'm going to be real. I would give it to Steph. I would give it to Steph. I wanted to go with Ray Allen, my all times the person I model my jumper after my shooting goat but Steph is the greatest shooter we've ever seen and if I have to believe in somebody to splash a three for me go ahead and get the game and let's go ahead and get the trophy Steph run that um, I'm gonna be honest brother I can't roll with you on there for me to come down to two guys um but you said catch and shoot, so Ray Allen will have to be in that top three. But most definitely, I, I just see Dame making these deep threes, uh, ending people's series. Like he did it. Yeah, to he'll the pull it from wherever. I understand yeah, that. He did I it do. to the Rockets. He did it to OKC. So man, I'm gonna go with Dame Dollar. Who you got, Bruce? Ah, uh, catch and shoot. See, Dame's efficiency is a cold part for me. That's the catch and shoot. Catch and shoot. Catch and shoot. I want to say Dame, but I'm I'm going Clay. I'm, I see that. I can see that. Catch and shoot. I'm thinking about clutchness. Catch it. The dude had five dribbles up. with like he sixty honestly, points, bro. You talking about catch and shoot? He didn't dribble the ball the whole game at sixty. Because I never said catch and shoot. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, it was I thought just it was to, to shoot a three. Just to shoot a three, period? Shoot a three, period. Oh, it's Dame. Dame, come on, man. Even if it's catch and shoot from half court, I'm picking Dame. Nah, yeah. If you, I thought you were saying like a catch and shoot three. But no, it's Dame. Dame, yeah, Dame, Dame, Dame makes the hardest three point shots ever. Yeah, if it's catch and shoot, I'm going with Clay. But honestly, I'm going with Dame if I'm going with just a regular three because he's shown time in and time out that it doesn't matter where it is on the floor and it doesn't matter who it is and when it is, it's going in. Hey, that he he sounds like a ladies' man right there. No matter where it is, when it is, he's going in. So, he's going in. The Bill Cosby oh, formula. <laughs> the Lil Wayne formula. <laughs> oh, damn, man. So number two, what you got for us, Mike? Number two, I have a list of a few underappreciated dunkers. And I'm going to see if y'all going to rock with me on who really don't be getting the love that they do deserve on banging on people, in-game dunks, and dunks in general. Shannon Brown starting off the list. Most of us Lakers fans already know that, that athleticism right there. Raw, loved it. We got Jeff Green, Gerald Wallace, back when he was with the Bobcats. 
G4, DeMar DeRozan. It has to be with this, with this specific team? No, no, just oh. Gerald Wallace, period. Because mainly he was, he showed before his injuries, he was more the most athletic when he was with the Charlotte uh, Bobcats. Bobcats back then. But he's the only one that was like team specific because mm. it was before the injuries. Okay. DeMar DeRozan, Ray Allen. We have James Flight White. If you know, you know. Carmelo Anthony, Desmond Mason, and Earl J.R. Smith. Mm. Who you got, Mike? Out of people who didn't really understand how, not even understood, but he dunked so consistently. It's he normalized how talented he is, and it was just like, bro, you're doing it too easy. I would probably say DeMar DeRozan. I want I would like to say Jesus Shuttlesworth, but it's like he did it so much, and it's like he odd everybody every time because it was just random to see a shooter bang on people after he didn't cross somebody. So it was just perfect. He was all around game type of cat, Ray Allen. But DeMar DeRozan was, I saw he was underappreciated. Like he did a lot, but it's like, it's like, bro, he don't get the love for being a pure dunker from the get go. Compton High, back to the AAU days when he was on the P. Miller All Stars and all that, and then came to USC, balled out, came to the league, and started off rookie year with some of the most highlights and some of the best putback dunks and bang on your head dunks. And off he, the dribble, so. he almost had the greatest. One of the greatest in-game dunks when he did the 360, but he he missed it uh, when he's playing for USA like that. That would have put him into another atmosphere. Oh yeah, Wait, he tried a two-hand 360 on someone. Two-hand 360, but for me, um, I'm going to go with a guy who I used to look at his mixtapes when he was in high school because he was really flight, and that's James, James White. James Flight he used White. To be, he used to be running in the sky and. It just tripped me out to think, like, how is this guy doing all of this? And he had a few dunks in the NBA. Uh, I I also think he was in a slam dunk contest, if I can remember, uh, when he, he was a, and in college, yeah. and he trusted yeah. on both of them. Uh, he yeah, like missing had, dunks. Played at Florida, and I, I believe he ended with uh, Cincinnati. But yeah, James White. It's gonna be James White for me. How about you, Bruce? Who you got? In game. No, just dunkers. Just, just, just dunkers. pure Here. being a dunker. Oh, dunkers. Shannon Brown. Go Lakers. Oh, yeah. Shannon Brown. Hey, Shannon <laughs> Brown. I feel you. He had one of the great blocks and the ref hated, so shout out Shannon yeah. Brown. No, no, no. But see, Lakers shit. fans appreciated him way. Like, we appreciate him a lot. We already knew I, what he brought to the table. I was mm-hmm. out here enough, and because being from here, I got to watch Laker games. Watching Shannon Brown highlights was one of the best parts of watching Lakers back then. Period. Aside from the fact I had to deal yes. with him winning. Period. Like Shannon Brown highlights were amazing. He's one of the best in-game dunkers. I do want to give a shout-out to someone that should be dunking still but isn't dunking anymore, and they're in college still, though. Mac McClung. That man has not attempted a dunk all year since transferring got from to Georgia. Texas since he's gotten to Texas Tech, he's not attempted a single dunk. And that man was on the same highlight feeds as Zion Williamson at the same time for the dunk highlight that he was posting up. Now he's turned into a jump shooter, I guess because he wants to get looked at as someone that isn't just a dunker, which I totally understand. Mac to- McClung. He, they better oh let him God. loose. He's trying to go, oh my loose. God. 
and it's not it's not easy to just dunk. You know, you gotta be a you gotta get some steals and fast breaks, and then driving through the lane. In high school, he was doing it against a lot of a lot of Alex Himes out there, but now he's playing against Alex Himes. He's just uh, Michael's, Bruce's, and Mike, so it's much tougher. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of Alex Himes, let's be real. <laughs> but uh, I'm at you least aware of that. Forward, Mike? We big out here. We big out here. <laughs> so I have one. I have out of the Clippers six man of the year winners, they have Montrez, Lou Will, twice, back to back, and of course, Jay Cross, Jamal Crawford, back to back also. In the 13 in 2000, well, 2013, 14 through 15, 16. Who do you believe is the best player and who will end as the best? Well, not end as the best player, but who do you think was the best player in their tenure of the NBA? Montrez still has ways to go, but Jamal pretty much is the only one that's rounded out that's, you know, careers on the. He's done for. He's he already know if he keeps getting a chance, he'll he'll love the indwelling opportunities. But yeah, I got I already got my answer. Um, that's this easy for me. Uh, I got Jay Cross. I have Jay Cross first. Lou hey. will go down points wise, yeah. But best player, I feel like he just showed up every time when he needed to be a scorer. Also, Lou has that he fits that mold also. But Jay Cross just did it in a fashion that was. Instant offense whenever he got on the court and he could be a leading scorer, just like Luca when he did came to the Lakers coming off the bench leading us to score, which is sad. So, so is this then Clippers centric, as in who are the best scorers from the Clippers? No, no, the- I picked their six man winners because they have three of them, the Clippers do, and Cross. you know, five in total because Lou and Jay Cross went back to back. But yeah. it was, I was like, out of those three, who will be the best? Player, hey, that's easy. You you already said it. Jay Cross, um, this dude gonna be fifty years old, maybe even sixty, showing up to pro am games and giving people buckets, um, and that's what he was. You know, he was a bucket uh, for a Clipper team that was really good with the Lob City team. I think that is Jay Cross. Uh, if you pick anybody else, Bruce or Alex, I'm disappointed in your basketball. No, no, no. I, I, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I think. I think Jamal Crawford's career arc is just so freaking phenomenal. And his time with the Clippers, he, like, in the time of Lob City, he was that one scorer that truly did things that took your eye away from the dunks. So that's why I think his career arc definitely outweighs both of Montrez's and also Lou Williams. Don't get me wrong, I love Lou Will, and he's definitely a bucket in and of his I own. Me too. But, yeah. but in the same breath, he's also, like, a less exciting version of Jamal Crawford. Yeah, he can score whenever in any type of angle, just like Jay yeah, perfectly. Jay he just did it. Perfectly he just did it. <laughs> it. Yeah, it was just molded just for him, and he excited. Because I was just oh, narrating wait, wait. the other thing we're forgetting. The he, has the more, like, he has the most four point plays in NBA history. Oh yeah, I believe that's him. Yeah, he has fifty three four point plays in NBA history. That's more than anyone. Who you got, Bruce? Because I, I know your answer better be Jay Cross. Nah, it's Jay, Jay. Cross. It's Jay. <laughs> okay. It's Jay Cross. Like, for sure not Trez. And then Lou Will, like you said, like, he's just not as exciting. Like, he, he's Jay Crossover. He was, like, literally having highlights 
and the, the shots he was making was crazy and like the things he was doing and getting like it's Jay Cross bro like hands down he also has the most 50 point games with numerous teams Jay that's Cross. crazy bro didn't he score 50 against the Lakers or am I wrong I'm sure everybody scored 50 I want to say hopefully not didn't he go, if they were a guard and they ever had 50 <laughs> it was probably against the Lakers yeah, until, yeah, we have very, until very now. Oh, guys, guess what just came out? In NFL news, the Chargers have requested to interview the Giants' offensive coordinator Jason Garrett for their head coaching vacancy. Hell no, nah, let's get to it. Perfect segue. Pick a row. Uh, yep. Let's get to it's Monday. Y'all know what time it is. Oh, yeah. no. side from the seems like the Chargers are still making mistakes with that news. You had Jason it. Garrett. They had it. <laughs> wow, bro. You were injured. Just wait on it. You really just hired. J- oh, come on. They they didn't hire him yet, but they're the going to hire him. It, it's terrible. But hey, NFL wild card weekend is here. Uh, shout out to the two teams with the, with the with the only buys this year. The Green Bay Packers, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But um, oh, man. Let, let's get right to it. Uh, I can't believe the Rams made it, to be honest, uh, Mike. But they got the hell that. you mean you can't believe it? Hey, they got that win. But let's we're going to start NFC. We played with a quarterback that's never played. Give us no, the respect. Yeah, that we that did. was impressive. That was our impressive. kicker had 10 points and our defense had eight. We had not one <laughs> single offensive touchdown. Sad. Yeah, true. Hey, so we're going to start with the NFC. We're going to give you the, our courtside picks. Uh, for the um, wild card weekend. Once again, Corsair Radio here with the fearsome foursome, Mike Kelly PG, the shooting guard Mike Small Four Himes, and the big man Bruce on the ones yes, and two. We are here. You we know are it. Here. We are here. We are here. Our football takes with uh, Corsair from the sidelines. And we just picking our winners for this wild card weekend. So we're going to start. In the uh, the worst conference, the terrible conference to me, uh, the, the NFC. Um, <laughs> a number two versus number seven, uh, Chicago Bears travel to New Orleans on Sunday. Who we got? New Orleans. Chicago. I'm running New Orleans. Nah, New I'm, Orleans. I'm, I'm, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, whenever they use him, Chicago. as whenever they want to use him. They as. did say that Camaro will likely be able to play because it's a Sunday game, and that's why they did that. But I, I think Chicago mm-hmm. upsets them. Really? Yeah. I don't Man, know. I don't, I don't know why him. I feel that. Bruce sounds like he got money on the line, but nah, I don't know why I feel it. I just really feel like Chicago's going to upset them, and I'm going to put a hundred on the Bears. You I, must I, know something we don't know. Who, I, I know nothing. Out, Nobody's sitting out. Kamara's supposed to be back from the coronavirus on Sunday. You sure you don't got no inside Vegas scoop, man? Zero scoop, bro. All gut. Man, that's that's crazy, though. That's a crazy pick. I just can't okay. trust Trubisky at all. I totally understand. I, 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 I get it. I just really feel like they're going to just step it up. I got you. Hans, who you got? Trust and Trubisky are separated by two words. Do not. That's why I'm not going with the Bears. <laughs> You're going with him? Why I'm not going with him. I do Uh, not trust Mitch Trubisky. Don't do it. That's great. That was great right there. So uh, 3-1, we got it. Bruce, the only one taking the upset 
with the uh, with the, the Bears. If, if they end up getting an upset, honestly, I'll cry. Did you see that freaking guy that posted at the beginning of the year? If the Bills get 12 wins this year, I'll suck my own dick. ESPN, like one of the knockoff <laughs> pages, retweeted it, and some guy tweeted him out saying, "Hey man, just wanted to check in on you. Hope you're doing well." Bro, that's wild. That is really wild. The fact that oh, that's yeah. the bet that he Real made. That, that he made it with worse. himself, and he lost. How do you that, lose a bet with yourself? Let's, yeah, that's let's, worse than know. the uh, the high. That's worse than the high speedos bet. But uh, let's keep this thing going. Uh, we got the Rams Saturday traveling to Seattle. Um, we all got Seattle, right? Rams. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams, Rams are going to get rammed in Seattle. Yeah, they're going to get rammed in Seattle. Bruce, uh, I know you got Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah. Dangerous Wilson. Okay. Dangerous mm-hmm. Wilson. We'll get sacked about four times. And probably still go. win by 12. He's probably going to fumble one. Is Jared Goff going to be back? Is, is Jared, Jared Goff, Goff coming back? I don't want Jared Goff. Goop is back. not back. Because if he's back, that I'm really choosing Seattle. <laughs> I don't want him back. <laughs> Please bring him back. No, hell no. Our bring back Jeff. Something his bring back Jeff. Game. And he was our leading rusher. He was random, hey, but hey, he so did all he needed to do. So three one, only Mike picking his Rams. Uh, Washington, we got Tampa Bay Saturday night traveling to Washington, playing against the Washington football team. Uh, do we? Are we seriously? Who's going to pick against Tom Brady against this team? I'm not picking. No, we're well, close not. to Tom against Tom Brady. Hines, no. Hines, no. I don't care if he just lost Mike Evans. I know what he's done with us. No. I ain't picking against him for someone else. Nah, yeah, and I Brady. agree with that. No, no way, no how. Shout out to Rob Parker for that one. But um, so yeah, that's four. We got that sweep. Uh, we got the Buccaneers on the road. Uh, AFC, let's go here to the American Football Conference. Um, we have the number seven coach traveling to the Buffalo Bills Saturday morning. Who we got? The Bills. I got the Bills. Just because their offense, like Josh Allen, I believe in him. And Stephon Diggs is doing an amazing job leading the league in receptions and receiving yards. So, I mean, they, they can do what they want. It's up to them to lose the game. Agreed. I, yeah, this easy work for me. I got um, I got Buffalo as well. Who you got, um, Bruce? Colts. What? I'm telling you, my two. Boys? These are my two upset games of the week in the two seven games. Wow. And possibly, okay. possibly the Browns. Well, we will get there. But yeah, I hey, really, you, I, I actually think that they're gonna choke. Bro, uh. if Bruce, if you get these two right, bro, I need to take you to Vegas, dog. Bro, I'm, 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 telling, I'm trying to side bet on Bruce. Like this was dice. I'm nah, I'm not bet. side betting nothing. <laughs> you don't pay me but, the Las Vegas pay. All right, pass the D's then. Pass the D's then. Right, That's crazy. But um, <laughs> who you got? Peter Lee. Man, wait, which one are we at now? Colts Bills. Colts at Bills. Colts Bills, bro. Come on, that's an easy one. I'm not picking against Buffalo. Look at what they've done all season long, and honestly, I'm on the hype train. I'm rooting for Buffalo. I think they're nervous at the hype train. There's too much hype. Ooh. Too much hype. I hey, think it's too, too much hype. They like crowning him MVP, almost like they're not. They're saying he's not going to get it, but I think Josh fumbles. Aaron Rodgers is MVP. But oh yeah, Josh, yeah, my yeah. response, yeah. Bruce. My response. What's that? I think. I You're a Pats fan, are, so like I get it. Like 
You know, like you, I don't. you didn't, you didn't actually give it to them until like probably yesterday. <laughs> so, no, I've been rooting for the Bills, low key. They're the one of my second favorite. They're probably my second favorite team in the NFL. They're excited. No, you they just are. don't want to see the Chiefs win. Be honest, man. No, but I've said this for the Bills. Years now will give the Chiefs a run for their money. No way it goes down that way. I, I don't but think the Bills could beat the Chiefs, but I think they give them a run for their money. I do. According to uh, our guy Bruce, it won't happen. Drugs. So, hey, three one, but Bruce again with an upset. Um, the next game, number six, the Cleveland Browns traveling Sunday night to Pittsburgh rematch of a Week Seventeen matchup. But the Pittsburgh gonna actually have their starters, or at least starting quarterback. Who we got? I, I got man. I, I'm gonna start it off. I'm gonna just say I got Browns with the upset. I just think that uh, the Steelers. You know, are gonna find a way to trick this off, and you know the Browns are gonna get a big upset win and take take care of the Steelers, man. Uh, who you got, uh, Mike? Man, I feel like Pittsburgh is having some losing trends and losing ways. Like they started off strong, but it's like now you don't even know who's consistently going to be on the field for them. It's like it's kind of hard. I have the Browns on the upset also, and wow. I feel like I just feel like they honestly offensively have been surprising me showing up in games when they have to win and have to score to actually be in it and they actually proven that they can do something I'll be talking shit about Baker Mayfield sometimes but he's good I give him the credit when credit is due so do your thing and uh Browns get the dub this this week let's get it big who you got uh Bruce I got the Browns as well you got the Browns. Okay. I got the Browns the upset for sure. Like, uh, I just, oh, okay. We didn't. I didn't believe the Steelers all season, and uh, I think even though they had been out and he's getting some rest, like I don't know. I'm not ready to hey, pick the Steelers yet. Hey, you sound. You be sounding like a Vegas guy, uh, just I'm, because he be, is a Vegas guy. I don't go <laughs> to Vegas like that. He just be willing to make that bet, man. And, Going with yeah. upset. I agree with you on this one. Who you got, Hines? Browns or on the road at the Steelers or Steelers at home? Oh, man. I got to be honest. I fucking hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other than Mike Tomlin, I have utmost respect for him. But to be quite frank, yeah. I definitely see the Browns rolling with the steam going into the postseason saying, screw it. We're going to make sure everyone remembers that these Steelers said that they were going to go unbeaten. These are the same Steelers that were bragging about being 10 0 with wins against crappy teams. So let's have a run of it and let's enjoy this postseason. They're definitely just going to upset them. Yeah, they're definitely going to upset them. Well, Mason Rudolph was under center, but nevertheless, they beat them. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I still think the Browns pull off the upset in this one, but I don't think it's going to be as close as people think. I think it'll be a two-score game at the end. Damn, so we got a sweep for the Browns. Like, the Browns fans are probably... If they listen to this, they're going to be so excited because I don't think in any show anywhere would they ever I don't think I would ever have said that in my life. If my NFL lifetime was gone, hell no. I would have never said this. In in the playoffs? No. So that's crazy. So the final game of the wild card um, is the the Baltimore Ravens travel to Tennessee in a rematch of last year's divisional game. Um, Miles Turner just forced overtime against the Pelicans. Man, I, I thought it was already my- OT. They went to double yeah. OT? They were already in OT? They were already in OT because Ingram blocked all the depot. So, yeah. Well, they must have gone into double because this just happened. Look, 
That's crazy. Uh, third. Third. Three. Hey, Hans, you distracted us from our NFL takes. Man, All right, let's go. Who you got? Ravens or the Titans? That's Ravens the question. Titans. I'm going. Uh, I think. I think uh, Lamar Jackson gets his payback. Uh, then he, you know, he wants to play the Chiefs really bad. So I think Lamar is going to go in there. The Titans were talking so much smack last year after beating Lamar that Lamar and them are going to come in there and smack them in the mouth. So I got the Ravens winning uh, at Tennessee. I'm going to screw you guys over with this one. Who you got, Mike? Times you're going to go last. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, Mike. Who you got, Mike? Oh, me? I feel like I can't go against Lamar. When Lamar takes the initiative to be aggressive and go through his reads and use his athleticism and his Mike Vick-esque running abilities, being the only quarterback to go, you know, have multiple thousand-yard rushing seasons. You know, I'm like, I feel like I can't go against this man that I've seen and has proven that he can step up to the occasions. Now in the playoffs, he just got to do it. It's like, Lamar, you too good. You are the asset to your team. And it's like, if you go, your team goes just as far as you'll take them. So, I can't go against them. Lamar and them boys got a nice one. Who you got, Bruce? Uh, Titans or Ravens? I'm going to go Ravens. I think the Titans could win it, depending on Henry. But I I, I think the Ravens, like, they're just too hot right now. Five-game winning streak. They're kind of clicking. If they can get a couple deep passes off, they'll win. Okay. Ravens, uh, that's... That's uh, three so far. What about you, Hans? Uh, he's about to say he's going to pick the white quarterback, of course. So let me hear why. <laughs> what? <laughs> what you said? I went full on Kermit the Frog. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually going to pick Tennessee because I think Derrick Henry is going to have a day. Not mm-hmm. a day. I think he's going to have an evening to remember. We saw what they did last year, and mind you, that was against a downward New England team, but then they did it again to the Ravens. And don't get me wrong, I know that the Ravens are coming into the postseason strong, and they look good, Lamar's looking to get back on track and prove all the doubters wrong. But in the end, I look at Derrick Henry, and I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to block that. And at the end of the day, I think that the I think the Tennessee Titans are going figure to how, figure out how to run it down their throat, and they're going to win. Okay, so that, hey, that's going to be, you know, last year he had um, a Ravens player blocking for him, which was impressive. So shout out to <laughs> who just ran for 2,000 yards with a 200 yes, and sir. Yards, week 17. But uh, yeah, that's our NFL picks. That's a courtside from the sidelines. Um, and that is it. Uh, Bruce, you, you, you're the finisher. So close this thing out, man. Yes, sir. That's Corsair Radio, man. Y'all know what it is. Happy Monday, everybody. Y'all go out there and be safe. Love each other. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. You nasty Happy folks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We appreciate Happy everybody. Happy New Year. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. But uh, yes, that is all. Have a good Monday, everyone. See you on Thursday. Ravioli, ravioli. <laughs> give me the stimioli. <laughs> I am Stimulus Turner right now. I ain't got no <laughs> Stimulus Love Turner. Y'all. Have a great Monday. Hey. Peace out, hey. y'all. Got it, boo. Dang. Dang. <laughs>